everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast, powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I am the co-founder of Ignite DA. So glad you've joined us, no matter where you found us. And I am thrilled this morning to be joined by a dear friend of mine and one of the dental industry's, dare I say, gurus. And that is the lovely, the talented, the effervescent, Teresa Duncan. TD, what's up? You're only calling me effervescent because I've had my coffee. I appreciate that. No, I, <laughs> I didn't want to talk to you until after the coffee had kicked in, you know, because <laughs> now Teresa is a dear friend. She's also one of those folks who always has her finger on the pulse of what's going on at the front desk. And Teresa, as we head into 2022, one of the things that I'm hearing so much from dental assistants out there is that whole, I'm planning for what next year is going to look like. And that may be a change from the clinical side to the administrative side. And I'm curious, what would you advise dental assistants who are looking to make that transition? What should they prepare for? What should they know? I'd, I'd love to just pick your brain for a few minutes. About that. It's interesting because I am hearing from two different sides. I'm hearing from assistants who really want to uh, do kind of double duty. And then I'm hearing from assistants who are like, I'm so tired of all this PPE. I want to go up front completely. If I can't go up front, then I guess I'll leave dentistry, which is like, no, no, don't go anywhere. So so I'm hearing a couple uh, different, I guess, cries from the wild. And the ideas that come to mind are that there's really a role for somebody who's as detail oriented as some of these dental assistants for sure. And so I just wanted to give a couple suggestions. Like if you're really into the OSHA and the HIPAA and the infection control, which in your, in your experience, Kevin, isn't that usually the, the purview, not so much HIPAA, but the OSHA and infection control, that's more of the purview of the, the clinical team member anyways, oh, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you're if you're really loving that and that kind of you know um, it ticks all the boxes for you, believe me, the admin person that's supposed to be in charge of this would probably love to hand that over to you. So uh, the job of clinical coordinator is really one that's coming into its own, and and in that job you could be in charge of OSHA, you could be in charge of infection control, which are two different things, and then just making sure that everything you know is being adhered to. Um, HIPAA is something that you could include in that. It doesn't really, um, it doesn't feel like it's the same, but it really could be the same. So it, you should, you could go ahead and just take some training on that. And I guarantee you that you'll be able to, um, you'll be able to, to put that in there and become an expert on that too. And that actually is a really good resume builder. So I would encourage that you would be in charge of the medical emergency trainings, the drills, making sure that the medical emergency kit is up to par. And then I know that doesn't sound like that's a full-time job, but when you add in inventory and making sure that we're staying under budget, you're tracking orders, you're tracking, if you've got more than two or three operatories, you know, this can become pretty, pretty busy. So the clinical coordinator position is one that if you're, maybe your body just can't take being an assistant anymore. I mean, that happens. We get older or we have injuries and this way you can still take that detailed assistant brain and put it into play for uh, the whole office. So that's one, one position there. Do you see that also the clinical coordinator position getting expanded? Absolutely. And, and I think you hit on a key point is that obviously we want to keep people in dentistry. And if you have that love for helping patients, you have that love for your practice, you know, what, whatever it might be, let's make sure that you know that dentistry needs you right now, maybe more than ever. And so if this is something that you're thinking about doing, maybe it's a good time to talk to the doc and say, you know, I'm looking into this. I still want to use my assistant skills, but maybe in a different way. I mean, 
communication like that, I think is so important. What about you? Oh, for sure. I think the fact that there wouldn't be really any lapse in, um, in effort. What I mean by that is that you're not necessarily training a new person, right? So the, the effort that you would be giving on day one as a clinical assistant, the effort is still even maybe even magnified on day two as a clinical coordinator because you want to do a better job and you're getting ready to get in there and organize. And anytime you can say, look, I can improve a system to a dentist or a manager, their ears perk up because there's no system that's in place that's perfect. I mean, even if it was just reviewed a month or two ago, if there's an improvement to be made, let's see what it is. And, and if it's possible, let's do it. That's the nature of, the, of our business. Systems aren't meant to stand still. And, and that's what a good coordinator does is make sure that we've got the best uh, going in place. Now, the other position that I can tell you is getting pretty big is new patient coordinator. And you don't even have to be uh, an assistant for this. You really, I mean, any, any of the dental uh, jobs could do this, but I love the fact that assistants can do this. And I'm going to talk about insurance coordinator a little bit because they have the clinical knowledge to really make a difference when they're talking to a patient. So a new patient coordinator, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're handling the new patient call, but you're almost um, like the point of contact for when the patient comes in. So you're the one who's seating the patient, reviewing medical history. And then when the patient walks out, you know, you're going to follow up on them and you're going to see, you know, do they, would they like to, to schedule? Do they have any questions about that treatment that they're kind of on the fence about? Um, maybe you're the one who makes the post, um, post-surgical calls, you know, if, if the doctor has uh, trained you to do that, because there's certain things that you can and can't say uh, as far as recommendations, but maybe you're the one who does all the post-op calls. And honestly, I know patients are, um, the thought is that patients want the doctor to call, but to be honest, I think anybody from the office who's friendly and genuinely cares, I think that's really the impressive thing. I don't think it has to be the doctor all the time. So No, I, and I think that's a key point is that caring, nurturing that so many dental assistants have. It can come across in those calls. And, and I love that we're talking titles because one thing that I hear from assistants so often is, well, we don't call it that in my practice or we don't have that position in my practice. And maybe it's more a matter of knowing the requirements than, than, you know, you're this or you're this, but finding whatever that title is in your practice. Yeah. And if you don't have that title, you know, why not be the one that suggests it too? I mean, if you, you want to make a difference and show that you've got some leadership going on and you're wanting to, to lend a bigger hand to the operation of the practice saying, Hey, I like this position. This is what's involved in it. I'd really like to do this. I mean, as an office manager, a former office manager, I would be thrilled if one of my employees had the initiative to not only come up with her title, but to come up with the job description. That'd be, that's amazing. Like that's a manager's dream right there. And and I do think that again, in today's environment, if you talk to the doctor that you're looking to do this, it's more important for them to find a way to make that happen than to lose you, than for you to go somewhere else. So I think, again, now's the opportunity if you're really looking to make that next step. This is a great time to do that. Well, and and also you can really show your worth as a new patient coordinator because you will eventually that will turn into follow up of existing patients. I mean, that just naturally goes that way. And if you're the one who can continually get scheduled treatment on the books, you know, you are you're 
you're a golden golden calf in the office. I I am not letting you go if you're able to schedule people with with ease and you know them and you're able to talk about the treatment with them. I mean, that's just that's just phenomenal. So the next job is insurance coordinator. And of course, you knew I was going to mention this, Kevin, because it's what I do, right? <laughs> so the best insurance coordinators, I say this in all my classes, the best insurance coordinators I've ever worked with have been former assistants. I mean, hands down, I, I would say 99%, honestly, 99% have some sort of clinical background. And that's super important when you're talking about having to write an appeal or spotting that a code is not accurate, which really can cause so many problems down the way and, and also be very expensive to fix. You know, uh, sending in corrected claims can be a real pain. Also, you have experience with the clinical notes, the documentation, the charting, and you can lend a hand and see how you can improve prove it. Once you see the documentation requirements for claims, a lot of times assistants will go back in and they will tweak the templates to be more not insurance driven, but insurance friendly. And these insurance coordinators totally understand the, the relationship between clean documentation and getting their claims paid. So I'm not saying every assistant is going to be wired this way because I know some assistants, I say insurance and they, they visibly shrivel up like they don't want to talk about it. But if it's always something you've been interested in, or it doesn't bother you like, like it bothers a lot of people, this is definitely, well, let me tell you, this job's not going away for sure. And it's actually becoming a, a pretty decent paid position because of all the revenue that this person is in charge of. So that those three jobs, clinical coordinator, new patient coordinator, insurance coordinator, and uh, I, I'm sure you can find something else to coordinate, but those are my three suggestions. <laughs> well, and they're great three suggestions. And let me ask you a question that I was just asked the other day is about the rise of membership plans and practices. If, if an assistant sees that this is happening in his, in his or her practice, does that fall under an insurance coordinator or what are you seeing happening in a lot of practices with, with that and, and who's really running that side of the business? So if the office has a true marketing person, uh, usually it's a, it's a team, a team effort led by the manager and the marketing person. Cause usually like marketing would be like, um, a social media company like Rita Zamora's company. Right. So that would be kind of a, uh, a, a, partnership between the manager and and that company, or if they're using a company, then somebody needs to be the point of contact for that. Assistance, um, I don't typically see a lot of assistants that are doing that. The insurance coordinators typically are too busy that they're not really going to be involved in that because the, the biggest part of the membership plan is talking to the patient about it and having a lot of conversations there. And that's typically going to be uh, the manager or the receptionist that's scheduling them. Now, if an insurance coordinator is good at that, then heck yeah, let's get in there and do it. Uh, but for the most part, I, I typically see that more falling in under the uh, manager and any marketing team that's there. You know, and, and as you mentioned, insurance isn't going anywhere. In fact, I think that there maybe are, after COVID-19, more challenges with insurance than there's ever been. So to really have that, dare I say, love for it or understanding of it is maybe more critical now than ever. And, and that's where people like you who have been there, done that, can really help these 
younger Padawans along along the path, dare I say. <laughs> yes, my Padawans, yes. <laughs> um, it, it's, you know, and a lot of people are asking me, you know, what about medical billing? If I'm going to do, is medical billing something that I should look into? And if you're an insur- if you're an assistant who hasn't got had much work to do with dentalist insurance, you may want to go ahead and take a look at that because you're not already kind of spoiled by dental insurance. Dental insurance is much easier, but I do think for anyone who has medical billing experience specifically in the for dental, I think that's going to be a really good job to have in the future. I don't see that going away. And that's something that you could definitely work from home or work with a company that works from home. So it's another one of those flexible positions that dentistry is not typically known for. That's that's a really good point. And and as I mentioned earlier, you know, a lot of assistants right now are playing, are thinking about what next year is going to hold. How is it going to look as we keep going through what seems like the next phase of this pandemic? And what does that mean for dentistry? And again, now's the time to reach out to, dare I say, folks like Teresa, you know, uh, people who have been there, done that, ask for their opinions, because that's how you're going to know whether something is a fit for you, whether it's going to be something that you really love. And, and again, do it because it's something you want to do to advance your career or you're excited about, not just because, well, gosh, I'm bored or gosh, this doesn't feel right. Maybe I should try something else. It's got to be something you really have that passion. And don't be afraid of, of seeking more structured training. Like if you wanted to become um, an infection control auditor or somebody who teaches infection control or OSHA, uh, don't be afraid to get that training because, uh, again, any government regulations, anything that's going to generate money like a fine, there's always going to be a job for those people that have to go through and do that. Um, I just interviewed uh, India Chance, who is an infection control expert. Uh, she'll be on my podcast uh, not this week, but in in a couple weeks, and that episode will be up. And she kind of fell into it being an infection control inspector, and and she loves it, and it's something that she really hadn't considered. So don't be afraid to take a couple extra classes, get certified in something, or get a certificate in another thing. It's very very interesting what's out there for you. It, is that something that they they learn through their sales rep? How do they kind of even know what opportunities are available to them? So she actually shared it that she had somebody come into her office for a training and, you know, they picked up on the fact that she was that interested. But I would look into OSAP, uh, the uh, and you, I'm sure you'll put the the link in there. But what is that? The Occupational Safety? Um, gosh, yeah. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. I just know it's the infection control people. <laughs> they are the gurus when it comes to doing infection control. Absolutely. Well, and they have an annual session and they have lots of training online. And so they're always, always looking for people to help uh, spread the word out there. And the unfortunate part, Kevin, is that if we were to walk into five dental offices today, four of them would probably not pass an inspection. I I mean, it's just is the way it is. And not because they're like super filthy, but because there's probably one or two things they just didn't know about that would cause them to, to fail whatever inspection they have. Unfortunately, shortcuts are taken often, especially today when people are short staffed, when, you Mm -hmm. know, schedules are crazy. Yeah. It it just takes that little cut corner to make a big impact. Unfortunately. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, so I hope that uh, your, your listeners are able to find something new to kind of tickle their fancy. I, I, I mean, assisting is awesome, but I get it. The The body sometimes is just like, eh, I can't do it anymore. I get it. 
Yeah, and, and I think that some assistants that I talked to at that point, some assistants are looking at their next chapter, and it may just be more of a mental challenge than it is a physical challenge. But uh, certainly, there's a lot coming in 2022. Teresa and I try to stay on track with that as we record this. I'm in Nashville getting ready to uh, present on trends that are coming in 2022. And Teresa and I are doing a webinar uh, in December on trends in 2022. So I'm very excited about that. And we will make sure. So I think it's December 15th, if I remember. It is December 15th. Registration is open. You can find it on uh, my website. You can find it on my Instagram link. And uh, Kevin, I'm sure that you have sent it out too uh, in your newsletter. So you can find that there. Yeah, we just blast out everywhere. Well, well, Teresa, you mentioned your website. I'd love for people to know what that is, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's Odyssey MGMT because somebody took management spelled out. So Odyssey MGMT.com. I know what a bummer. And you can always find me on Instagram at tree Duncan tree, like tree with leaves, Duncan. And uh, I try to meme it up a little bit there along with some information. So you can always find some, uh, some stuff to chuckle at and then stuff to go, Oh my gosh, insurance again with this girl. So you'll find a whole mix of that. <laughs> Duncan is a must follow on Instagram. Uh, I'm going to make one more plug here because you and I also have a podcast together. Uh, besides this one episode that we're doing for, for DA nation here, but you and I do the chew on this podcast, uh, which we I do. think is a lot of fun. And, and we, we uh, we go all over the place on that podcast, but it's, <laughs> we also provide some good information on there too. Yeah, so chew on this is kind of our we take a, the the trends that are going on, the stories that are going on, and then we we make them um, a little bit enjoyable, right, Kevin? Because some of the stuff is kind of dry, right? <laughs> now, you know, Bill assistants, God bless y'all. You all do such such amazing work, but there's times that we've got to have some fun here, right? Mm-hmm. We've got to have lighten the mood a little bit. So that's what. Therese and I try to do on the Chew on This podcast. We try to bring you great information here. We try to bring you great information, but also poke a little fun at people along the way, too, on the other side. Uh, you have to. And no, no, nobody's hurt in the making of no, the podcast. No, so. but we, we've been <laughs> several nations now, and uh, I'm sure we'll keep that streak going with our next episode. I have no doubt. So, <laughs> Well, and if they want a more serious podcast, uh, my nobody told me that it has a lot of management and insurance information, too. So if you want to laugh, chew on this. If you want to learn stuff that is a little bit more tedious, then nobody told me that is where you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh, learn, whatever it might be. So, yeah, no, Teresa, grimace, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shriek and horror, you know, those kind of things. So, uh, no, Teresa, as I think, because uh, I know one thing is that, as I said earlier, you, you kind of know what's going on with Front Desk. You know what's going on with what's to come. And so I really appreciate your time and, and expertise in telling our dental assistants what may be coming next. And dare I say, giving them something to chew on. Ooh, well, thank you for having me on. I always appreciate talking with you. Always fun, Teresa. And thanks to all of you who listen to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. We always try to bring in experts from around the dental industry to help you have a better day, week, and career ahead. If there's everything you want us to talk about, drop me a line, kevin.henry at igniteda.net, or reach out to us through the Ignite Dental Assistance Instagram account. But for now, Kevin Henry, co-founder of Ignite DA, signing off and reminding you, together we rise.